And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land and also to you, Rich, and those on YouTube. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. Um, yeah, it was an exciting week back in the office. Um, yeah, it's been a back while in the for office, you. It has been. Starting a transition plan to uh, move on to my next job at the company. So that's that'll exciting. be exciting to start that in a couple weeks. Um, Mike, are you feeling better? Eh, a little better. A little bit. We know what's wrong. Yeah. We know what the, what the next steps are. We have a plan. That's so, good. There is a surgery in my future. Okay. So, we'll figure out. At least that... you know what, what that next step is going to be and look like. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Which is always good. Yep. That's the, um, that's the helpful side. But other than that, you know... Um, it's winter games up here, so there's 80,000 people in the Spirit Lake Arnold's Park area, so staying away from there. All right, so the, so the winter tourists are in town for the one week, for the one weekend. Well, it's even crazier than that, because a lot of the people from the summer come up for the winter games. That's just part of what Mm -hmm. they do. And when they do that, there ends up being like a hundred, like most of them all come at like for one weekend whereas over the summer they spread it out so it tends to be even more chaotic and because of snow nobody knows how to park hmm. so yeah it's worse than okay. normal it's worse than the summer <laughs> so getting out of dodge as soon as we get done with the show we're going to go uh do some other stuff all right sounds good uh so mike a, a lot of a lot to talk about probably one of the best playoff weekends that we've seen in recent memory every single game coming down right to the wire mike if you we'll get more into that as the show goes on and we've got some updates to talk about with uh coaches new coaches and new places as well as even where a couple of quarterbacks could go next yep that plus we have uh some we we're going to try to get either an NHL or an NBA standings uh, update. And we're going to... Then we have our quick hits with some MLB news. All that yeah, and more. All that and more, Mike. But first, let's roll the intro! Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Man, Rich, I got lost there for a second. Um, we, I was looking at the pictures that come up on the, on the screen when we roll the intro, our intro screen. And uh, one uh-huh. of them is the biggest one is you and I sitting watching the bandits play from the skybox. One of the times we got yeah. to sit in the skybox, and you could see the river and the beauty that is mm-hmm. uh, John O'Donnell's stadium. Uh, no, it's it's Modern Woodman Park at John O'Donnell Stadium. Yeah, yeah, the the beauty that's there and how great it is, and man, I miss it so much. Just it's it's yeah. a gorgeous place. Well, I think it's Modern Woodman Park, and just the press box is named John O'Donnell. 
Oh, okay. The John O'Donnell press box. But I thought it was It John... doesn't matter. It's still John O'Donnell to me. Yeah, John O'Donnell Stadium. Okay, before we get into the uh, the the week of sports, we got a poll question we're working on. Tailgating foods. Last week we had burgers and pulled pork. By the way, both sound delicious. Uh, you know the barbecue place up here that that we love so much. Yeah. He uh, he's opening up for winter games and is advertising. And I've been wanting I want it so bad, but I know that if I eat it, I'm gonna just want to die. Or at least you're gonna be in pain for a couple for a couple of days because yeah. you had that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's best to it's best to pass. Hopefully, you'll be able to have it when he reopens more on a for a full time basis there in the summer. That's the hope. Um, but this this week's poll was burgers versus pulled pork. Um, we got to give a shout out. Um, my dad, um, my dad uh, posted on there. This is the toughest one yet, but I had to go with the one that's less messiest. So he he voted for burgers. He did. By the way, great, great turnout on this poll question. We had a total of 19 votes, people. 19 votes. Did I like that as me? And, what, yeah. be, and uh, b- before we give our, our results, Mike, where did the people go? Uh, the people went for burgers. 13 okay. votes for burgers, 6 votes for pulled pork. You know, and I can understand that. You know, pulled pork is delicious but i agree with your dad when you're talking for tailgating uh, making it as a burger is the easy way to go yeah if you're standing if there's like no chairs and especially no table you gotta go burger but you don't even need a plate you don't even need a plate if you if you're you don't need a plate yeah yeah if you do the pulled pork you gotta have a plate too you gotta have a plate It, it doesn't work without a plate so yeah, I like the burger. I voted burger as well. Again, I voted for it as a tailgate food. Not like, in all honesty, I actually like pulled pork better. Now, I'm surprised nobody mentioned, what about pulled pork on a burger? Mm. That I've had it. That's it's true. delicious. Make a little, mm. make a little bar- bacon barbecue sauce. Or candied bacon, if you will. Bacon jam, as people call it. Make some of okay. that. Put that on it. Put the pulled pork on it. Oh man, that does sound delicious, Mike. But don't tempt yourself. Don't <laughs> don't work I want yourself good up. Food so bad. Yeah. Oh, so, all right. I went with so burgers far. too. And I went with burgers too, and I, yeah. I kind of went with the messiness factor there. Yeah. As well. Yeah, and and I think your dad hit it hit the nail on the head there. It, it this is a very tough decision. Both are very like a good burger. Like, you can't get those Walmart patties that are, like, those pre-made patties. Those are disgusting. Like, those are 90% fat, and it's, they they light the world, they light your grill on fire, and they make it hard to eat. You got to get good burgers. And man. So not the frozen ones that you can take right off of the, right out of the freezer and put on the grill as a hockey puck. I mean, you can do that, but they have to be good ones. Like, we, we got a quarter cow this year, and... They made pat. We had them make patties for us, and those patties are frozen. And you take them and just drop them right on the grill, and they work great. But that's good meat. You can't do the the Walmart hockey pucks like you said. So, 
All right. So, Mike, this week, um, final final matchup and kind of like the as we continue on in our in our uh, tournament here, uh, we're going to go Bratwurst as the number three seed taking on Chicken Wings, which came in at number four. And then we're going to have to have another wild card weekend. Right? I guess so, Mike. I'll I'll let you determine what's going to make up the wild card so we could get back to having an even number. Right. So again, the the wild the card is going to be is... all the losers in one wild card again. Okay. The so, only the, besides Chile. But Chile got Chile. double eliminated. It's done. Yeah. I'll so, let you decide what that wild card is. So, so that we'll means it's pulled pork and whoever wins, whoever loses this week, right? Um. I'll let you decide. We'll we'll cut the workshop that one before we make the poll before next it's week's. It's gonna be it's gonna be chilly and whoever loses this week. That's the only two. I mean, we had three 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 this round, which means we have to lose one or that one one of the ones. Yeah, so it's gonna be pulled so pork be... versus whatever whoever loses this week. Okay. 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 So uh, all right, let's take a look. In the NFL, let's get over to our uh, tournament pick'em. Rich, you you have extended your lead yet again. Uh, but Midget Nation gets the uh, shout out this week mm-hmm. as he got he, he tied you, but according to Yahoo, they gave him the uh, they gave him the shout out this week. Midget Nation. JR getting three correct. Uh, I don't think anybody saw Cincinnati winning. Um, I'm guessing that's what happened last week. I think I can look. Yeah, I think he... It was a good strategy for him as he kind of oh, picked opposite no. of you. He picked Cincinnati. He did pick Cincinnati. He picked and Cincinnati. And then he went San Francisco. And then he picked the Rams. Yep. Or no, he picked the Tampa oh, he, Bay. And then he picked Kansas he picked City. Tampa. Yeah. If he would have kept up with his strategy of picking the opposite of you, Mike, he would have gone four for four. He would have. It was a good strategy. Uh, no, he would not have. Trying to make no, he point. would not have. Because I picked Kansas uh, City as well. Oh, you, he picked Kansas City as well. But he would have gone four for four. If he would have. If he just would have flipped the pick and, and taken. Uh, if the Bucks could have pulled off a victory. And by the way, four four. he's a San Francisco fan. He, that is his team. Okay. JR, I know you picked it because they're your team, and I, I get that. So no big deal on that. I, I understand that. Uh, the Cincy one is a shock. Neither Rich nor I picked that one at all. Um, no, I, I really thought that Derrick Henry would make a difference in that game, and yeah, it, it was Ryan Tannehill that kind of let him down. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so let, let's give the rundowns of the scores if you don't already know them. The the Bengals upset the Titans. 19 to 16 the 49ers upset the Packers 13 to 10 um the Rams beat the Buccaneers 30 to 27 and in an only upset. home team to win 42 to 36 in overtime which they totally should have lost that game 100% should have lost that game which matchup the Chiefs Bills yeah the so, Bills. so here's some things so, so where, where do you want to start? Which game do you want to start with? I mean, I kind of already started with one, but do you want to start from the beginning um, and work our way through? Or do you want to work um, work with the most controversial? Um, let, let's start with the let, let's start with the first game. Okay. So 
So here's what being, I got to I got to give credit where credit's due was driving home one day and Sarah Spain gave these gave these the Spain and Fitch show gave these kind of like stats about it. And we'll, we got one. I got one for each game because they kind of hit on every one of them. Um, but the Bengals Titans game, Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times. The Bengals still win. Yeah. Crazy. How crazy. And he doesn't go over to his team and yell at them. He doesn't get upset. He says, okay, I've been sacked this much. We're going to win. We're still going to do it. Um, best story of that game. Four seconds left. They're calling for the, the, the field goal team to come out. And the kicker looks at his teammates on the bench and says, I guess we're going to the championship game. Yeah. Goes out. Gutsy. Kicks the field. Kicks it. Doesn't even look at it. Make the uprights. And it's like, yeah. And they win. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? So do, do you give, I mean, you got to, the Bengals won the game. They played. Yeah. They stayed in the game. They didn't. They stayed in the game. Their defense came up with key plays. Yep. All throughout that last drive, I'm sitting watching the uh, watching the game with uh, my brother-in-law Josh, and all he's saying is, "All right, they've got to be telling Ryan Tannehill, hand the ball off. Yeah. Hand the ball off. Don't throw the ball. You don't have to throw the ball. What do they do? He throws the ball on the deep pass to get him to tie the game to AJ Brown. That." deep completion that got him the touchdown so they're driving down the field to get in the field goal range and he it was a great just a great play by the defense i don't think yeah. his third Tannehill's third 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 uh interception was necessarily his fault nope. that was a good play by the defense yeah to oh. get burrow to give burrow the chance to get him in the field goal range so again we have a last second field goal to win the game Mm-hmm. Now let's go over to the 49ers Packers. Great game. Yeah. Great game. The state, yeah, the statement that came out of Spain and Fitz was Aaron Rodgers when asked on draft night if he was disappointed that he didn't get drafted by his hometown 49ers. This was way back when he got drafted, said, not as disappointed as the 49ers will be for not drafting me. I think that's, a, I, I think that's a How true statement, wins? though. Yeah. But now the 49er, he's 0-4 against the 49ers in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. That I mean, that happens. But at the same time, yeah, I... The Packer, or the, the Niners coming into this game, I and we talked, I, I brought it up last week. How far does Jimmy G have to go to save his job? That's, that, that quite, we, we're not even going to discuss it this week because he's still going. He's still going. I yeah. I they're winning and, and again I've I've heard it said they're winning in spite of Jimmy G. But results are results, aren't they? Yeah. I mean how do you go in <laughs> and the 49ers, they don't score an offensive touchdown in that entire game. Yeah. And they still win. Special yes. teams was really what came came into that one. I think if Green Bay doesn't get a new special teams coach this year, the coach is going to have to answer. 
the coach or the front office is going to have to provide a really good reason why they didn't change special teams coordinators. That brings you up another have, question. Uh, does Aaron Rodgers come back? Mistakes. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that side yeah. of the question in We're a second. We're going to get to that. What, what's Aaron Rodgers' next step or the Packers' next step yeah. for that? Yeah. For that matter. So Rams, Buccaneers, uh, Tom Brady rallies his team from a 27-3 deficit but still loses the game. Oh, yeah. Ties the game. But again, we have a last-minute field goal for the away team to make it to, to win the game. Yeah, I, I thought that was almost the Rams' own fault that they let that game, that they let the Bucks back into that game. Oh, 100%. The entire hundred they, percent. They were playing... They were playing on the offensive side to not lose the game yep. rather than to win the game. Yep. When Tom, we, I don't know if it's McVay not wanting to, I don't know if it's a trust issue with Stafford or just giving into conventional offensive play calling when you're up big, which is to hand the ball off, kill the clock. And if you don't make the first down, he's okay punting the ball to give, to give the ball back to the offense. So first of all, the problem with that theory is you're giving the ball back to the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. That's number one. Yeah. But oh. number two, and this is where I have a bit of a problem with it. What does Matt Stafford have to do to prove himself? Matt Stafford has looked amazing this year. By the way, if you look at his stats, you look at his his playability over the last 10 years, even with the team with a team that is hot garbage as Detroit causing the greatest one of the greatest receivers of all time and not I'm not using that word lightly I mean it 100% one of the greatest receivers of all time to retire in his prime because the team sucks so bad and he still looked good for that team made that team semi relevant Still wins. They won eight games last year, Rich. (coughs) What'd they do this year? Three wins. And one of them was a Green Bay Packers team that didn't care. They played their second string the second half of the game. Yet, Matt Stafford comes to, to, to L.A. and gets them... At least to the to the divisional ch- championship, or the conference championship. Like, yeah. <clears throat> what part of the so we both? What part of the, of Matt Stafford doesn't say you have like you have to trust him at this point? Yeah, I mean, what a conventional would. Do you, did you agree with them? to keep feeding the ball even if they're going to go to a strategy go down to conservative play calling and play conventional football of all right let's run the ball and let's run out the clock do you agree with their decision to keep giving the ball to cam Akers, who had a critical fumble on the goal line and then he's the one that fumbles away when you're playing that strategy of three run plays and if you don't get the put once you run out of downs you just punt so I've already run out the clock. I've already stated do you I don't agree with him giving the ball, or should he have gone to the doghouse and said, "All right, better luck next game. We're going to give it through your backup, Sony Michelle, instead." Yeah, I think we should have seen Sony Michelle more. 
I think he should have gotten the ball a lot more. Um, but, and, and, and I, this is the last thing I'm going to say about my disagreement with the strategy. Then I'll explain why I don't like keeping giving it to, to Akers. Um, okay. What do we always say about prevent defense? The old adage is prevent defense prevents you from winning a game, right? Mm. By the way, we'll get to why we'll get oh, yeah. to that in just a second. But but I call that conservative run the ball prevent offense. Because I agree with that. It's and it is a great way to prevent you from winning games. Regularly, we have seen got teams go to that strategy. The other team comes back, and then all of a sudden, they're now asking a quarterback to turn it on again. And it prevents you from winning a game. This didn't happen in this game. Uh, Akers should have been taken out of the game after the... Because the, he fumbled three times. Twice it was recovered by the defense. Mm-hmm. The second yeah, fumble, I, mean... I don't care. Butterfingers... Get out of here! Like you can't. Yeah, I can. Go ahead. I, I can see playing the prevent offense, but once the once you the once the opposing team is within one touchdown of you, you got to flip the switch and start going back to how you normally play football as an offense. But but not, even even not continuing to run the ball. Even still, Rich, as a prevent offense, like I said, I don't like the prevent offense in general. Um. The week before, so during the wild card, none of the teams played prevent offense. They all kept their pedal a little metal, and they all kept, and we had blowouts. Right? Isn't that what mm-hmm. we saw throughout the entirety of wild card weekend? Yeah. So if we, I understand. In the regular season, I will say this. In the regular season, I can kind of understand playing that prevent offense. But once you hit the, the, the postseason, once you hit playoffs, you just got to go for it. Because you know what? If yeah. you score 100 points, they have to score 101 points to beat you. And that's exactly what happened in the Chiefs-Bills game. That's it. Yeah, and that, so, um, so yeah, let's get over to the Chiefs-Bills game. In any other game, <sighs> if your starting quarterback throws a game-winning touchdown, Gets you the victory, and there's only 13 seconds left. You're thinking this game's over. We've got it in the bag. Yep, 100%. What happens? Patrick Mahomes drives the team down in the field goal range. To tie it. To tie it, and then the coin flip decides. Got Patrick Mahomes the ball. Josh Allen never saw the field. Yeah, so a couple of things on this. Um, Tony, Tony Romo called it out. So... Three things. Mm-hmm. First, 13 seconds left, you squib kick it. Takes time off the clock. Yep. Force them to run it back. Even if they have a good run back, that's five seconds. Or at least, or if he kicks it and then immediately downs, immediately goes to a knee to stop the clock, you're putting them at least in worse field condition than what they were getting the ball automatically out at the 25. So 
either way, a squib kick gets you gets time off the clock, even if it's one second. <laughs> Excuse me. Even if there's only one second, that, that takes time off the clock. Two. So that's number one. You squib kick it. Two. Then we see the prevent defense. Mm-hmm. They were playing rushing four and putting everybody else back. And they were 10 yards back. It wasn't just back. They were minimum of 10 yards back. And they they backed up. They were doing everything that they thought they needed to do to keep them out of field goal range. The only problem is... The only problem is they also were were protecting the the sidelines. The boundary lines, yeah. But the Chiefs have three timeouts. They have three timeouts. They don't care about the boundary line. That's number one. Number that that's number one of that whole concept. Number two is, I looked at like my dad was up here last week, and as you guys know, he was on the show. Um, I looked at him and I said, "This isn't going to be good. You can't do this. This is how you lose this game." And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "They're they're ten yards off the line. You got to get in their face. Because if you're in their face." It takes longer for the play to develop. If you allow them to just run 10 yards, and then, A, you can't touch them at that point. That's illegal contact past five yards. <coughs> B, if you stop them in those five, y- those five yards, if you prevent them, if you do the blocking like you normally would, that takes a couple extra seconds for them to develop that play and see it says we're not we're not giving you anything not just we're not giving you the end zone and we're not giving you the the sidelines it says we're not giving you anything give no quarter that's not what they did and Patrick Mahomes still marches down the field with 13 seconds left to get him in field goal range. Yeah. I mean, I could see that being the strategy to use if the Chiefs didn't have timeouts. You keep them away from the boundary lines. Sure. And you keep them, keep that option to use the middle of the field open to them. Because at least if you're going to give them the middle of the field and they take advantage of that, the team has to run up to the line to spike the ball. That that wasn't an it that Patrick Mahomes didn't have to worry about that. Yep. Z could have completed the pass, let his receiver get as many yards as he thought he could, and then do the time get the timeout and then set up for the next play, which is exactly what they did. By the way, if you're Dak Prescott looking at the way this week worked, this is the difference between having timeouts and not having timeouts. Mm-hmm. His 15... play of going doing with the quarterback draw wasn't necessarily the wrong play. It's just he couldn't he didn't have timeouts. Right. If he has timeouts, that, that play is 100% perfect. They win the game. They win the, they they probably win the game after that. Because they call the timeout. They have that last play. It was from the 20-yard line. The receivers were getting, getting open for the most part. You have or at least they would have had an op- they would have had the opportunity to win the game because yeah. they did need to get the touchdown. It wasn't a field goal like Patrick Mahomes yeah. had to do, but at least a play it would have given them an opportunity to run one more play yep. to get the win. Yep. But he didn't have the timeouts. No timeouts. So that's the difference. Now, three playoff rules. We gotta talk about it. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I don't mind if you change it. I think the game it's the game evolves. We've seen it, adding extra playoff teams, uh, changing. Add, you and I have seen it with the removal and then the adding back of instant replay. In our lifetime. So are you, refer, so are you re, before we go any further? So I want to make sure I'm on the same page with you. Are you referring to overtime rules, tweaking them for the playoffs? So that's what that's what I'm saying. I do okay. not like the concept of tweaking them for the playoffs. All right. If you're changing them, change it across the board. Play just because it's the playoffs doesn't mean we change it. Like other than the fact that you have to somebody has to win the game. Other than the fact that somebody has to win the game, there should be no reason, no reason why uh there's there's a the that the playoff rules for overtime are different than the than the uh regular season. regular season rules yeah you know what I, I really my mind changed this week reading the different articles about it my gut reaction at at the end of that game was that sucks to be Josh Allen and the bills that a coin flip basically decided that the game was over and you didn't get a chance to get on the field to match Patrick Mahomes and get a touchdown to tie the game. And I think even if they tweak the rules, let's say the Bills do get a chance to get the to get on the field and they get a touchdown to match the game. Or maybe they do a two-point conversion and go for the win. You're still going to be in sudden death when you do when you get the second possession because at that point if both teams score even the college football rules say after both teams have had a chance to have the ball if both score that means the next score wins sudden death yep. so Patrick Mahomes on the second possession could just go down the field get him in field goal range that's not how college field goal, the game's over that's not how college is anymore they line up oh, it at, they line up at like the 20 yard line or the 10 or the 20 yard line and it's oh 20 and goal and it, you you got to score. That's, oh God, that's no, why. There's no way I'd want that. That's why um, in college, uh, the Fighting Illini this we, year lost won a game after nine overtimes. Mm. Well, they're not really. No, overtimes. there's no way I'd want that. It's you get four downs and who whoever like whatever your score you get to determine whether you get a touchdown or a field goal, and each team basically ran it and. They kept tying after each possession, and I no, that's dumb. I hate that. No. That's yeah, not the way to do it. Yeah, but I mean, the overlying what I got out of reading more articles about art. Well, what if you did? Here are some proposals that change over time, like the the spot, um, oh, the spot and decide rule that got proposed, letting instead of a instead of a coin deciding who gets possession first. You let the field goal kickers go into a field goal kicking competition, and then whoever's whoever misses the the team that team's kicker that gets makes the most field goals at that range at a certain amount of range, moving the ball back each each successful try gets their team gets to decide whether they get the ball first in overtime or not. It really comes down to even if you're even if you're the the team that loses the coin toss. All your defense has to do, in a sense, is hold the other team to a field goal yep. to get 
the ball back in your offensive hands. Yep. The Bills didn't do that. No, 100%. For whatever agree. reason. I so don't I'm, I'm I'm more okay with keeping the overtime the way it is. I don't think it needs I agree. I 100% agree. I don't think it needs to be tweaked. But if we are going to tweak it, we don't just change it for playoffs. You have to change it for everything. That's my concept. I can agree with that. I mean, I mean, I know that the the, the one comparison that you can draw to the whole cha- having different overtime rules in the playoffs versus the regular season is hockey. In the regular season, they still play in overtime. Yep. But in the regular season, it goes to a shootout. In the playoffs, you play a second overtime and a third overtime and a fourth overtime until you have a winner. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's there's some there's some merit, I guess, to having a regular season end, regular season game end in a tie, to where if you play your overtime period, and the game ends, whether both teams get a possession or not, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay sound. with that. The end of the in the regular season, that's it. I'm. But, but yeah, I agree. But if you're on that tweak, side of it, yes, you can but, have a tie. But if you're gonna, yeah, but if you're gonna tweak the overtime to say, all right, whether it's a field goal, a touchdown, a safety, regardless. The other team will get the ball then yes you that that would need to be adjusted and applied to the regular season as well yeah i think a safety is different i think if you get a safety then it doesn't matter because if you get a safety if you get a safety then the other team kneels down all four possessions they still they have a lead after the after that after their four their four downs so safety doesn't safety. You're right. Doesn't matter. But if it's a touchdown or a field goal, the other team gets possession. That needs to be the way it is for regular and postseason. That's the only thing I'm saying. If we're changing okay. it, we need to change it for both. We don't change it for one. Okay, I like that. All right, so Mike, conference championship <clears throat> games. Yeah. So. So Mike, our, our predictions. Rich, before we get to that, which was your favorite game of the weekend? Oh, favorite game? Probably the Bills Chiefs game. Okay. I I'm not mad at it. Like I said, I don't think there's a wrong answer to this. Um, but I'm actually going to say the uh mostly cuz of my my man crush on uh Stafford. Matt Stafford. That Rams that Rams uh game was kind of awesome too. All right. All right, Mike. So the AFC championship games, it ends up being, so the NFC, we're going to see the 49ers take on the Rams. Um, I did put the Rams into the post, into the NFC championship game, both in the preseason and the postseason. You have no dogs in the fight as you put Packers and the Buccaneers into this game. So who do you like, the Rams or the 49ers? Uh, I like the Rams. I like the Rams as well. I think this is could be a closer game than you think it will be. I agree. Just because the 49ers are hot. And yep. for whatever reason, the, the Niners just play Sean McVay's Rams really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever 6-0 f- for the last two years? Yeah. So and, it, and it's also, it may not be a home field advantage for the Rams. Yeah. as Either. Uh, is it Ticketmaster or StubHub? One of the two just came out and said that 
the majority of the 49% of the tickets being sold. So I guess that's not the majority. But mm-hmm. 49% of the tickets being sold on StubHub have gone to people with Bay Area addresses. Yeah. That's crazy. Did they build too big of a stadium or did they overestimate that they could build back a fan base after being out of the LA area for so long? Yeah, I, uh, I, that's a good question, especially because their old fan base is not coming from Missouri, the Midwest no. to go out there. Oh no, they, they, they burned that bridge when they left. So those those people those fans in St. Louis are no longer Rams fans. Eh, I know a lot They're of them that are. I know a lot of them that are still Rams fans, but okay. they. But again, they're not going to go out to L.A. just for a playoff game. No, they they would they'll go out to L.A. for a, a regular season game because you can plan on that weeks and months and almost a year in advance. But in order to do a playoff game, you have to basically you have one week to plan a trip. Now, an interesting one, let's say the, the, the Superchargers were hosting mm-hmm. a game there in the playoffs. Would yep. the San Diego Chargers fans be willing to come up to watch that game? I don't think so. I think they would. A two-hour trip to see the game. I'm getting ready next year to go up to Minneapolis, which is a a two-and-a-half-hour trip to watch the Bears play. Yeah, but you're not pissed off at an owner for uprooting the football team just to make more money. No, I'm pissed off at the owner for who they picked for a coach, but we'll get to that in a second, folks. Okay. All right, so the AFC Championship game, we're going to see the Bengals go out to Kansas City. We both put the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. We both picked the Chiefs to win the AFC Championship game. Are we going to stick with those picks, Mike? I am. I'm going to. I want it. There's a part of me that wants to see the Bengals run continue, to see if they could get their first Super Bowl in franchise history. But I think the Chiefs are also just clicking on all cylinders. I don't think they're going to lose this game. Well, there's two parts to this. One, in order for them to get their first Super Bowl, they have to win both this week and in the Super Bowl. That's yeah. going to be a hard task, especially if you're going to face either the 49ers or the Rams. That's a hard task. But even more so, and this is where I think the problem lies, it's midnight for Cinderella. It's over. You're going to, you're facing Patrick Mahomes, who just showed you that you give me 13 seconds and I can go down and tie the game it's midnight for Cinderella the Bengals are going home Kansas City Chiefs win Dead. I'm not going to say it's impossible for the Bengals to win I think they you. if you play on Sunday guess what Rich you have Anything a chance you yeah. have a chance you're playing on Sunday you have a chance the Niners could win they really could. Any any four of these teams have a chance. I still think it's midnight. The Bengals go home. Chiefs are going to win. We're going to see Chiefs-Rams in the Super Bowl, which is your Super Bowl prediction, by the way. It is. So. That's the other reason why I had to pick the Chiefs. I, I, I wanted to stick with that. Okay. So 
you can catch those games on Sunday. I think the uh, the Chiefs Bengals is going to start at two, and then 49ers Rams will be at 5:30 or 6:30, I think. Um, there. So, Michael, because I know we probably have a lot to talk about our opinions on the coaching hire, especially the ones with the Bears. Yep. Let's talk about the quarterbacks first. Okay. So Big Ben officially retires out in Pittsburgh. Did no, you watch no the video? There. No, I did not. I watched the first half of the video. Really good. Really good. Like this is, you could tell this has been done for like this announcement has been been made and been ready to like. This is not a, hey tweet Twitter I'm retiring. This is like they sat down and made like a ten minute video for his retirement with highest of quality production value. Yeah. Well, they were saying that. I mean, he informally came out and said like midway through the year. I think this is going to be my last game. Yep. So there was already the buildup that, oh, this is his last home game, or this could be his last home game, yeah, or this could be his last game. Yeah. So I think, I mean, the team knew this was happening. Yeah. But now it's finally official. Big yep. Ben is done in uh, in Pittsburgh. I, I think with the way Big Ben is, I don't know if you'll see him go into the broadcasting route. Um. I think he rides off into the sunset and enjoys retirement. Maybe does some PR stuff for Pittsburgh, but I don't think we're going to see him on TV. Um, I think he becomes, I think either he gets a job as a football specialist for Pittsburgh. I don't know that he does TV unless it's something similar to like the Manning cast. So you'll think he'll get a token front office role with Pittsburgh. Yep. All right, I could see that. I don't think he's um, going to be a coach. I don't think he's going to be a a, a a broadcaster. I think it's a token job in the front office. Um, okay. But we have a couple other questions. We have three other. Well, we have one question that we're not going to answer this week. Um, All right. If you want to, if you want to keep tabling it and pushing it down hey, the road, I'm okay with that. It's not the end of his season. We do not okay. speculate until the end of the season. What does Jimmy? What do the 49ers do with Jimmy G? That question gets pushed back one week. I know you wanted to talk about it this week, but what if they win this week? Does that change it? For me, no. If they win this week my and then they win in change. two weeks, three weeks. Nope, my answer does not change. But we'll we'll have to talk. We'll, we'll have to wait we'll and keep see. Pushing this down the road. Hey, we'll keep pushing it down the I, road. Rich. You put it on there because you thought it, it was going to be the end of its season, right? Nope. Okay. No, I did not. Okay. I but I said I said last week we're not going to talk about it till it's the end of the season, didn't okay. I? Okay. All right. So I'll push it down. So Tom Brady made an announcement that he's going to strongly look at consider his options, talk about talk things over with his family, and he may retire. He he could retire. He might, but I don't think he's going to. Uh, he said for years, and his Giselle has agreed to that he he can play till he's forty five. He's he's gone out with look at the, look at his stats this year, look at his stats this year, Rich. Yeah, he lost the game, that sucks. But look at his stats overall for the season. One of the best performances we've seen in quarterback history let alone for someone who's 44 years old 
There's no reason for him to go out yet. Okay. What I could see him going, I I could see him going out, just because. I mean, he made reference that you know my my kids are getting old enough now, that there's they they're seeing what I go through. And his his oldest to prepare, and also what what happens to him on the field. His oldest is is now in high school. And that, that weighs on you. I'm not going to deny that. That weighs on you. You have to deal with that a bit. Um, but does it weigh on you enough to keep you from doing what you're great at? I don't think it does. I think he's still good. All right. Yeah, I think it just comes down to does he want to go out of the game like John Elway on the top, riding off into the sunset? Or does maybe he want to go out of the game like Ben Roethlisberger or Steve Young when the game told him it was time to go because he couldn't perform up to either his standards or the team's standards anymore. But the ga- I don't think the game told him yet that it's time to go. And I don't think, and he's not riding out on top. So neither of those are right. if he yeah. retires this I year. think he comes back. I, I, th- I do. Th- I think he comes back to... Or if anything, they do one last run. Yep. Because he didn't necessarily have a healthy team down nope. the stretch, as as a lot of his skill position players starting getting breaking down and getting hurt at the end of the year. And mental breakdown. And they and they still almost won the game. Yeah. Um. Do you? Does Gronk come back? If Brady's back, does is Gronk back? I think so. I okay. think there's still a lot of football back in in him too. I think he sees in Tampa Bay. At his age and what he brings to the table and other tight ends in the on the roster, it doesn't have to be just him. Yeah. And he's not a focal part of the offense anymore. He's just part of the game. Yeah. So I think they they can convince him to come back even if his role reduces down to just being like a short yardage target or a red zone target. I can I can totally feel that. That's not a bad not a bad call. Then finally right. the quarterback that we love to hate. A. Aaron, what's his next steps? You know, I, I, I don't know where he made noises that he wanted to get out of Green Bay. Yep, he wanted out because he didn't agree with the front office, and he almost made it almost sound like at the start of the season, this is it. Whether we win the Super Bowl or whether we go out in the first round or don't make the playoffs, yeah. I want the option for you to say I want an opt out to force you to trade me somewhere else if I'm still not happy with the direction the team's going. Yeah, and that's I don't and, think that and you just said it. It's actually uh it was a basically a gentleman's agreement that if he wants out, they'll trade him. There's no no legal language in there that says they have to trade him. No. By the he way, he has the option to say I want to trade him. Yeah. I want to trade. Um by the way, if he stays, does Devontae Adams come back? Yeah. I think the team could franchise him regardless of whether he comes back or not. I, I don't think they can whether afford Favre to. comes back or not. Because minimum, so they're on the hook, they're over by $45 million over the salary cap. Do you know what the franchise tag does? If they, and that's if Rodgers leaves, they're still over $45 million. Do you know what the franchise tag is worth? $18 million. 
where are you going to get that 18 million to try to I mean they're they're so strapped on that salary they can't do it and he doesn't have to accept it he doesn't have to sign it and if he doesn't sign it then they're going to then you're going to have to free up 18 million to trade him and hope that he's willing to go where you trade him to because he still doesn't have to sign that franchise tag. All right, so Aaron Rodgers. So if you're... The, the other kind of wrinkle into this is just because he has a handshake or a gentleman's agreement with the front office of, yeah, you'll trade me, they could do... It, it doesn't... He has no impact on where they trade him. Yeah. Because... Brett Favre didn't have any say on where he said, well, I want to go to this team, but obviously they weren't going to trade him within the conference. And they sent him off to the, the New York jets. Here's to a finish fun off one. The last year of his contract. If they say, if they give you two options, if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you lie and say you want the opposite? I don't know. So the only thing that we know with Aaron Rodgers right now is that he said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Yep. And I think they're going to be a rebuild. They, they, or it's, a, or, I think they have, they have the talent to win the division. Yeah, the they way, do. But the way the rest of the division is there, but it's still going to be a kind of a rebuild in yeah. the forms of the Packers. Is that they're going to be struggling to get into the playoffs and get those wins where before with the current roster that they have with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams it was a conclusion that yes, they were going to make the playoffs. It was just going to be how far. Yeah, no, I can agree with it. So what teams do you think line up to be best for Aaron Rodgers, or what would put, what would give Aaron Rodgers the best chance to win? If he could go to the Packers and say, I don't care where you trade me, but can you please, I want to leave the team. Can you please put me on team a, a or B? Well, I think that actually kind of leads into the next topic. Okay. Because I think it leads into head coaches. It could. And I think it. Uh, I think he wants to follow his offensive coordinator. So you think Denver is, is could be his preferred spot to go? Let's let's break down a few things here. One, it puts him in the AFC. Two. And this is where things get really good. Look at that team. They got they don't they have no uh, salary cap issues. They're already built to be a great team, not just a good team, but a great team. And uh, they look like they're going to be the team to. I mean, they look to me like they're going to be the team to beat if they can get a quarterback in place. All they're missing right now is a quarterback. All right. I, I like that, but I, I think I, I think Denver is a logical landing spot for him, but that's going to make put him in a really, really tough competitive division. Okay. He's Having done that before, though. Against... Huh? The North has been a tough division. In recent history, the last five years, the North has been a tough division. He's not afraid of the tough division. Okay. If I could put him, if I could say this is where he should want to go, 
I would say that you try and work out a way to get to Tennessee or Indy because you'll have an easier path to the playoffs. Indy makes and sense both, a lot. Both team, yeah. Yeah. Both teams have wide receivers. They have good offensive lines. They have good defenses. And both teams kind of both need a quarterback. Yep. And no, they I, can put him in an easier division to where he has an easier path to the playoffs. I think either of those teams makes sense. I think, uh, yeah, I like it. I'm good with that. So, um, All that right. does lead us Rogers. into uh, the Denver Broncos have hired Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator from the Packers, as their head coach. Yes. Good move? I like the move. Okay. Um, I like the move. I think, I mean, it, it plays in, it gets you a, it gets you a head start into maybe luring Aaron Rodgers to your team. If that's where they end up, if they, if they can work out a trade. And he also just has good experience as an offensive coordinator of court of uh, putting a scheme in place that works to the strengths of your offense. So if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, maybe they draft a quarterback with their first round pick or they sign a, a a bridge quarterback. I think he's he's a good uh, he's a good person to keep in to keep in place. Yeah, I to, like to, to build that offense up. I like that as a uh, as a call. Um, okay. The, so, do you think? I mean the the talking. I mean, um, Stephen A. Smith had a problem with it because he thought Eric Bieniemy should have been the choice. Stephen A. Smith thinks Bionami should be the choice for every team. There are reasons why he hasn't gotten a job. There are understandings that Andy Reid is still the guy making the decisions on the offense. That's one. Two. Whatever his history, even though it's in, in college and it's 30 years ago, Apparently, it's bad enough that they don't want it. To, they don't want a, a, a John Gruden to happen. Yeah. For me, I think if Bionami doesn't get a head coaching job out of this cycle, even with the Rooney Rule in place, which gets him, which kind of opens doors to get him, get him interviews because of that rule. I would almost say that if he doesn't get a get a get a head coaching job this hiring cycle, he needs to be him and his agent need to be on the phones the teams that are looking for a new offensive coordinator just to get out of Andy Reid's shadow to maybe have that yeah. have that as a talking point of hey look, I took this team, I'm out of Andy Reid's shadow, I'm built I built my own offense with his concepts and I improved this team's offensive production. Question. Crazy question. Sure. And we'll get there in a second. The Bears hired a defensive-minded head coach. Mm-hmm. Did they bring in an Eric Bieniemy as their uh, as their head coach or as their offensive coordinator? I... That is a tough one. I think Bieniemy could be a good offensive coordinator candidate, but the fact that you had an offensive-minded coach and Matt Nagy that came from the Andy Reid coaching tree and it just didn't work, that kind of brings up a it brings up a question, I think, to where it leads me to say that no, 
you need to get away from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Okay. That's probably why the why the Giants didn't go with somebody from the Bill Bel- from the that was as close of ties to the Patriots organization as they hired Brian Dable as yeah. their new head coach. Yep. Dable worked under Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, but he's further removed from that coaching tree than Joe Judge was when they hired him two years ago. Yep. And they picked up uh, Joe Schooner as their as their general manager. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and those two are tied working in Buffalo together. I think yep. that was the right that was the right the right move. I would have liked to have seen Dable get the Bears job myself. I think that would lead us to think... who the Bears hired. Yeah. So the Bears hired uh, Ryan Poles as their general manager. So that's a I like that as a pickup. I think that's a a good outside pick. It also um, I, I'm gonna get into it. I will get into it. Go ahead. It brings some diversity to front office jobs. Yeah, all mm-hmm. I mean three out of the four two out of the three general manager openings so far have gone to minority candidates as well. Now, I'm not saying, so I'm not one to sit here and say you have to give it to somebody because they're a minority. I'm not an affirmative action guy. I say you give it to the best qualified person. In this case, I think Ryan Poles is highly qualified, totally deserves the job, I don't think your skin color should come into it, but I think there needs to be more diversity, both in the in the the front office and in the head coaching. <coughs> but, <coughs> which is why I think that the Ryan Poles pick is a good pick. Rich, give us the head coach pick. Head coach that he chose. He Matt did choose. By the way, by the way, him. we we know for a fact, and it's it's been out there by in a lot of ways that the McClaskey family wanted. Um, they wanted Jim Caldwell. Yeah, I, I think was, they wanted Jim, Jim Caldwell, Caldwell, and then the president of football operations wanted Ted Phillips. Yeah, wanted Dan Quinn to be hired, and and Paul said, "I think we should f- hire Matt Eberfels." I'm happy with that. Um, I'm happy with the fact that uh, that they let him choose who they who he picked. I'm not happy with who he picked, though. Okay. We're got, it, it, you. They picked a defensive-minded guy in this round, and I think you have to. I think you needed somebody that that is going to be able to take uh, Fields under his wing and shape him into the guy that we need him to be, which. Which I don't think, I don't think is a, I I don't think Eberfels is going to be able to do. You're correct. He, 
he won't be able to do that. But we still don't know who he could be bringing in as his offensive coordinator, his quarterback coach, that can that could shape the offense. Yeah. So for me, it's it's kind of when the statement came out that the Bears were looking for more of a leader and not necessarily a guy that's in, not necessarily an X's and O's expert on the offense or defensive side. I, I, it doesn't surprise me that they didn't necessarily go with a just an offensive football guy. But I thought that they could have because they could have hired an offensive guy and and just told the told the current defensive staff, I'm going to give you a second chance. I want to see what you can do as a defensive staff when the defense that we already have on 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 hand in house is healthy, plus the guys that we're going to go out and get in free agency. They could have gone that route, but let's look at who all that they interviewed. Okay. Dennis Allen, defense, and a former coach of the Raiders. Didn't do too well. Nope. Todd Bowles, defense in Tampa Bay, the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay, and a veteran of a veteran defensive coordinator. He was the head coach of the Jets. Yep. Mixed results. Had some good years, had some bad years. Jim Coldwell, former coach of the Lions and Colts, and a Tony Dungy disciple. He, he got decent a second pick. interview. Decent pick. He would have been a decent step. Yep. Brian Dable, the guy that got the Buffalo job. Yep. The job the job up in uh, New York. He refused the guy that they hired. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. An offensive-minded of guy. No, he was. Oh, he was defense. Oh, he coached okay. linebackers and was kind of like the unofficial defensive coordinator in New England. Okay. Leslie Frazier, a defensive defense. side of the ball. Yep. Nathaniel Hackett, offense up in Green Bay. Yep. Brandon Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Bucks. In, in uh, which I th- Bucks. I think that would have been a great pick. I think I I almost think that Leftwich kind of falls into the same trap as uh, Bionami does. Okay. How much of that offense is him calling the plays and how much of it is Bruce Arians. Okay. Yeah, I, I can get that. I can understand that. Then you have Doug Peterson, Doug. Uh, former Eagles head coach. But he, he was coming from the Andy Reid coaching tree. He does. So there was that. There was that element of, all right, are, are we just going down the same road that we did with Matt Nagy? And then Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. You're right. Most of what they were looking at were defensive-minded guys. I think By- Byron Le- Lefwich would have been a great pick. Uh, I think... I I can agree with you that, that Dobble would have been... A fine pick, or Doble would have been a Brian would have been a fine pick. I think he could have done great, but uh, again, I think the Giants were moving on him quicker than the Bears, so I think that was one thing. Or they saw the writing on the wall that they weren't gonna get, yeah. they weren't gonna be able to get him. So, so the one interesting thing that I saw is that Eberfuse uses a lot of the same defensive schemes and terminology as Lovey Smith and Rob Marinelli. 
And the Bears' defenses were pretty good under Lovey Smith and Rob Marinelli. They 100% were. And and you know what? By the way, uh, Lovey Smith has gotten a raw deal from the Bears. Uh, he he is the mo- the winningest head coach that the Bears have had in the last three decades. Yeah. So he had a he had a me. winning he had a winning uh, a winning percentage, not a losing. He had a winning record, not a losing record, as the head coach. Yeah. So for me, I I I almost want to grade this. If I had to assign a grade to this hire, I maybe go in the B minus C plus. But I want to see how he fills out the rest of his staff. And that and that offensive coordinator right now is the big question. Who do they get? Yeah. Um, well, I'm surprised. That had to have been part of the plan. I'm surprised Greg Roman has not was not interviewed. Um, that's that's a shock to me. Would have been a great like like we've been saying for for months would would be a great hire for the Bears. I'm not sure what happened there. So, yeah. um, we do have some comment shout outs. David Hovinga uh, says, "What's up? Can you hear Grace? Yes, you can." Uh, he told me to stop when I got into the racial stuff. And then he says, uh, why bring it up? Uh, you're speaking for both for and against affirmative action. You can't have it both ways. I would say that I'm saying hire the best person qualified. I think there have been people that have been better qualified during interview processes that are minorities that did not get the job. We don't know how they would have fit in the organization because we don't we've not seen it. And that seems to be more Stephen A's biggest argument for Eric Bianami. He should get a chance. He's not getting a real a good chance or they should have hired him. And that's the that's the, the that's the biggest argument using, for it. Yeah. And that's why you always see the biggest that's why you see the the news articles come around saying that the minority coaches don't seem to get the same benefit of the doubt or have a shorter leash when it comes to head coaching success as they don't get they 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 spin it as being if being if if I bet you if he wasn't a minority he would have gotten more time to turn things around. And I don't think that's accurate. I think the problem think is I think the problem is especially last hiring cycle when we see people like Eric Bieniemy, who his qualifications are more than enough to be a head coach in the NFL, especially for some of the guys we've seen hired in the NFL, let's just basically look on the 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 Bears' history of coaches that they've hired. You go back one, and you got a guy coming from the from the Canadian Football League. Mm-hmm. Come on now. You had a quarterback coach, first-year offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy, get the job? Yep. There are there, and... there have been plenty of people that are better qualified just in the Bears organization who haven't gotten the job and, from our understanding, got interviews but didn't get the job. And yet they give jobs to guys like, like you said, like Matt Nagy. So that's where my argument is. It's not that that 
we need to give the opportunity that, that just because you're a minority, you need to be hired. I think it's more that those that get, that have the qualifications aren't getting the opportunities. So. All right. Um, so Mike, I think we we're past the hour mark. Um, so, um, let, let's go ahead and save what we got left for next week. Because next week, while we'll have championship games to pick, it's that weird week. Well, we got we, I mean, we're going to have to talk about the Pro Bowl. It's that weird week in between the Super Bowl. <laughs> that bye week yep. that teams get before the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, but next week, you got the Olympics starting next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Winter Olympics start. Um, so next week we'll probably will talk about the. We'll find a way to fit in some NHL and NBA talk. Finally, um, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll talk more about who they selected. David Ortiz got in, got elected to the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa drop off of the ballot. Uh, we'll try and talk about that more next week, as well as new changes in the minor leagues. Yeah. So Mike, quick, any Rich, other shout-outs to give? Uh, David asked if there's a call-in line. Sorry, there's not. Uh, <laughs> if you want to come on next week, we can talk to you. You can you can join us in studio if you would like, uh, and we can make that work. Um, we welcome people in studio as guests. But before we leave, I'm trying to find it. So give me a second, and I can... Um, I'm trying to find the over-under on the USA gold medal count. So, okay. Because we're degenerate. Um, so I guess um, while you're looking that up, I'll give a shout-out. Um, an- another birthday shout-out. Um, my brother-in-law, Josh, his actual birthday was yesterday. Oh. Uh, we just went down a week early uh, to celebrate his birthday uh, just because timing just worked out a little better um, to go down there last week as opposed to this week. And... Um, I thought it was a nice gesture. We didn't really, not much really to talk about it, but I guess they, as a shout out, as a quick hit, they have put up a statue on the crash site of the helicopter where Kobe Bryant and daughter Gianna and other, and other members of that, of that, um, of that tragedy went down. They had, they, the statue looks pretty neat of, uh, of Kobe and his daughter arm in arm in basketball uniforms, but they also made a point to put the other victims of the crash on that statue as well. That's good. Um, so what I'm seeing is over under for the USA for golden or the over, we'll just do over under, uh, overall for, Oh no, the gold medal count over under gold medal count is 43 and a half. Are you going over or under rich? Under. Under? Uh, I'm going to say over. Over. Okay. By the way, I should have told you the juice on that is uh, a negative 115. Mm. So. All right. So, Mike, do you have any shout-outs or any other um, comments to share from the David Hovinga says line? he's going with the over as well. Uh, okay. So maybe we'll see him next week in the uh, in the the guest seat here. We'll see. 
Um, but uh, I have, I'm trying to think, I don't have any this week. Next month is my busy month. February is when oh, things yeah. get crazy. So okay, a month from now, That's good. hopefully I'm well enough to be on the air with you um, and we can, yeah. I do have surgery coming up, so uh, that might make uh, Rich give Rich some time where it's just him. Uh, just so you guys all know, I want to give you all the, the heads up. I, I'm having a surgery coming up, so it might just be you for a couple weeks, Rich, while I do some recovering, or uh, maybe I'll let David come sit in my seat and he can, I can produce the show while he does it. But if I'm producing, I might as well talk, right? Yeah, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, especially with the Super Bowl coming up, so it'd be yeah, it'd be yeah. Rich, what's the time? Oh, you? Uh, Mike, I think it's time to roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts Mike and Rich.